Welcome to PCI Cast, a conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. Let's hear what the team have been talking about this week. Good morning, good afternoon, and good day to everyone. Uh, welcome to returning faithful listeners, uh, and new ones too, uh, of which we've had a few extra in these days of lockdown. I'm Ben Preston, and I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Craig Lynn. Good You're morning. Hello. Yes, you're all very welcome. Make sure and explore our back catalogue of episodes like comment, share your reviews and, you know, your suggestions really matter to our little community of PCI casters. So, Craig, it's our seventh week of lockdown here in the UK. How is the pace going, brother? Um, You know, in some ways, it's... uh... It's been good to be at home. I'm, I'm, I'm in a fortunate position in that I really like my wife and children. Um, so, you know, being being cooped up with them for an extended period of time isn't isn't too bad. Um, but, it, you know, it, it is starting to get to get difficult. I'll be honest. I really, really miss corporate worship. I really miss spending time with the uh, flock in, in church. I miss my mum and my dad and my sister and my brother-in-law and my, and my my grannies and my family it's yeah. it's hard enough to be able to, to see them there'll be a time when we'll be back together um having barbecues in the back garden there'll be a time when we'll be back we'll be back together uh, gathered around god's word and um and able to gather as as his people again so but we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there this too will will pass craig this too will pass now housekeeping what yeah. we have some books in fact two books uh, to give away um, the Irish Puritans by Crawford Gribben and Sacred Bond by Brown and Keel. Uh, Harrison recommended uh, these for us in, in uh, a wonderful episode uh, in, in episode 11. Do we need a drum roll, Craig? Who has won? Uh, insert drum roll uh, sound effect here. <laughs> we For the Irish Puritans by Crawford Gribben, uh, Mr. Paddy Smith has won. Oh, hey. And for Sacred Bond by Brown and Keel, uh, Robin Aiken. Robin Aiken. Now, Craig, we're not here to talk about just welcomes and, and, inter, and housekeeping. We've got a cracking episode ahead of us. We, we, in episode 10, we talked about lockdown, uh, ministry in lockdown. Uh, and, and we have with us um, uh, an assistant uh, and also uh, somebody who's just about to start ministry. And uh, we're going to talk a little through their their journey so far and uh, find out how lockdown is, is going uh, for them. We have uh, Mr. Gareth Keaveney, um, a f- uh, first year assistant uh, licentiate in uh, Gardenmore, and uh, Mr. Stephen Kearns, um, who's just about to start union. So let's introduce them. Uh, Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself. And, and Gareth, hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi, I'm Stephen. Um, yeah, I'm about to start Union in September, and I'm currently the Youth and Children's Ministry Coordinator at White Abbey. Excellent. So, uh, did you grow up in White Abbey, Stephen? Is that where you're from? or? Um... I grew up not far from White Abbey, though I never darkened the door of a Presbyterian church until uh, later in life. Okay. I grew up going to... Uh, the Baptist Church, right. um, and then was a youth worker in the Methodist Church, mm-hmm. and then eventually made it uh, by way of taking care uh, into the Presbyterian Church in Ireland, and have settled and found my home. Very good. Is that too sappy? 
Not not at all. Um, your theological home and your physical home and wonderful, uh, wonderful. Um, what about family? Are you married? Um, you yeah, uh, I'm married. I have three kids. Uh, two of them doing school at home, and one of them just gets to run around and have fun. <laughs> very good, very good. And uh, lockdown life then is. Uh, is treating you okay in, in White Abbey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As best as can be expected. Gareth, who are you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, Gareth Keaveney, as you said, I'm uh, assistant in Gardenmore uh, in Larne. Um, first year licentiate, so I sort of had my first year of full time nearly done. Um, uh, grew up in Carrick, Fergus, so coming to Larne for a Carrick man can often be very difficult. It's quite hard to cross that invisible border um, but I've done it and I'm living here and uh, I often joke that on the way in there should be a sign saying Lauren not as bad as you think so uh, maybe, they'll put that up. maybe they'll put that up for me leaving but um, yeah so I grew up in Carrick but I'm here here in Lauren now. No 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 for your, for leaving uh, Gareth it'll be like uh, better than before no I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> as a fellow uh, Lauren man now I, I, I share your sentiment it is it, a uh, Tis a nice spot. T- tell us about family. Um, yeah, I'm married to Jenna and we have a 16-month-old daughter called Anna. So uh, she's at that stage where she's a bundle of energy um, in lockdown. So that's fun walking now in the everything. We bit mischievous. So we have good fun. Keeps me entertained. <laughs> You're getting out for lots of walks and uh, uh, around Larn. <laughs> yeah, well, the benefit is we're not too far from uh, the shore here. So we're able to to walk and we've had some good weather over the last couple of weeks so um, getting out for our one one walk a day <laughs> very good uh guys you're you're, you're kind of just at uh, either end of ministry training Stephen. you were saying that you're you're due to start uh training for for ministry yeah. of working sacrament in september god willing mm-hmm. uh and, and gareth you're you're out the other end you're you're now uh, assistant shipping uh, in yeah. gardenmore in larn um gareth maybe Tell us a little bit about how you uh, came into ministry. Talk to us a little bit about your your call and, and the kind of journey that led you to going and knocking uh, on the door of Union College and saying, uh, what about me? Yeah, um, I suppose my call to ministry in some sense was uh, perhaps evident to others before it was evident to me. Um, my home congregation is Rathcool, that uh, you might know well. Um, so I had plenty of opportunity to do sort of leadership things and uh, sort of different things like that. Uh, and I left school and went to Belfast Bible College to do a, a degree. And I think people automatically assume because I was going to Bible College or some sort of theological training, they were thinking, well, you're definitely going to be a minister then, aren't you? Uh, and that continued people saying that throughout all three years of, of uh, Bible College. But for me, it, it sort of came in three parts. And each year I was I was at BBC. Um, the first year, I said, absolutely no way. This isn't, you know, this isn't for me at all. This isn't what I want to do. Um, but still, there was that nagging in, in, you know, my study and in praying and from other people as well. So second year uh, became, right, okay, maybe, but in the future, maybe when I'm older, uh, maybe in the far distant future, I'll, I'll consider it. And then by third year, I'd sort of been uh, growing down and saying, okay, this is something I should think about and, and should uh, test in some way so I went to England for an internship and spent a year just over a year there doing a ministry internship so I got the opportunity 
uh, to, um, I suppose, do things that are more related to ministry. So I got to preach more. I got to, to visit people. I got to care pastorally for them. I got to do all the things that, that we would do in ministry and got to test it a bit more. And I suppose through that, through my own prayer time and, and through other people that I spoke to there and here in Northern Ireland, um, I, I then thought, right, this is I'm going to test this by applying to, to Union. And I met with uh, Ronnie Hetherington, it was then, and he, he told me how to um, apply and how to go forward with that. And I had the interviews and, and had everything like that. And, and I suppose here I am uh, three years out the other end and the test is been accepted so far, I suppose. Good stuff. And how did you find uh, Union College then? Was it a, 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 was it a good time to be there? Was it a, a stressful thing for you? Did you enjoy it? Was it tough? How, how was it for you? It, it, was a, it was a strange time because they were sort of going through, in each year they were going through a different change of some sort. And um, it, it was... Yeah, it was strange in that sense. It was hard work. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I really enjoyed my time there. I really enjoyed the opportunity to uh, just be focused to study for, you know, so many years. Um, and, and, and doing that with guys who I got to know really well in, in my year of ministry and also in, in the year as well, um, you know, in, in the general students. Um, so I enjoyed that. And, and the range of things that you got to enjoy and, and the quality of lecturers and the quality of uh, lectures that we were getting were just great. And, and it was difficult. Um, but I sit here now looking back and, and you know, realising how worthwhile it was and how helpful it was. No, great. So, so Gareth, if you had uh, one piece of advice for Stephen looking to start Union in September, uh, what would that be? Um, it, it's going to be very different. What he's going to be going into is very different academically to what to what I, I had to do in terms of the degree. Um, but I suppose I do have more positive ones, but one would be be prepared for a slog. You know, it, at times it is going to be it is going to be hard and you're going to feel bogged down. But it is beneficial what you're learning and what you're what you're slogging through is is beneficial. And I suppose one thing I, I regret, I suppose, looking back is I was probably a little bit overwhelmed in, in many ways in class. You know, I, the guys in my year would joke that I was so quiet in class. I would I would say a comment at the start and a comment at the end and it would seem like, you know, I'd spoken the whole way through, but I was quiet, but I think that was because I was overwhelmed or, or afraid of looking stupid. And, and the lectures don't make you feel like that. And, and they're wanting you to learn and they're wanting you to, to grow in your knowledge of, of God and knowledge of his word. Um, so that and, and get to know your your year well. Um, there's there's five of us in our year. And, you know, we, we were blessed because we're all so similar in many ways um, and got on really well. And, and that, that just helped us throughout our whole time in Union and it's helping us now as well. That's great. So, so exciting times ahead for, for you, Stephen, as you start Union. Uh, do you maybe want to talk to us a little bit then about your route in the ministry and, uh, and your call? What, what has led you um, to, to pursuing this? Obviously, you've talked a little bit there about you know, your, your journey into PCI coming yeah. through uh, you know, a Baptist church and then into the Methodist church then as well. Um, what, what did that look like for you? How, what, what role did those other churches and then uh, your, your time in White Abbey uh, play and, and you coming into ministry? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I also, like Garth, went to BBC uh, a long time ago and that's, uh, the intention was to go through BBC, get a qualification and do faith-based youth work, working in a church, 
doing youth ministry um, and that was really as far as my intentions went. Um, I had no intention of becoming a minister, uh, certainly not a Presbyterian minister. I was brought up Baptist and, and affirmed that and after being after getting married and having our first child, uh, I was adamant that he would not be baptized. Uh, he was dedicated and uh, we'll wait for him to make that decision himself and confess and be baptized at that point. A little later down the line, uh, second child, um, I was I was working in a Presbyterian church at that stage, working in First St. Field as youth worker mm-hmm. and had the re- now in a, in a um, church that affirms infant baptism it was something that was now right stark in front of me. I had to think about this properly and with much reading and uh, discussions was convinced by it. Uh, I can't remember the books I was reading. I think it was Brian Chapel had a wee thing on. He's pretty good in that sort of thing. Um, I didn't, I'd, I'd read his stuff and chatting to different people. I was convinced, you know, that was probably one of the biggest hurdles towards going into anything more than just youth work in terms of uh, the Presbyterian Church at this stage. And so I started to put feelers out of what would that look like? Is there a sense of call here, getting a bit more experience and testing gifts? And was given, you know, great opportunities by different uh, ministers over the years uh, to try preaching, try leading services of worship, um, being given experience in doing visitations and things like that there and, and sensing a, a call there, yeah, internally, and then that being confirmed by by senior uh, people who I respected and knew were looking out for my interests and their confirmation of that and having retired ministers in services that I was preaching at kind of confirm that was really encouraging and so I had a conversation with uh, with David Allen by this stage then and he uh, took me through the the process of what that would look like and, and I did my year of application and uh, then deferred um, and so I I sit and wait I think this is uh, it was it was great to be able to take that year after knowing this is what the path is for me um, and then to continue doing youth work in White Abbey while while still knowing the direction I'm going in. I was able also to, thanks to uh, the session at White Abbey, to sneak in on some Greek and Hebrew classes at the start of each term. So I got a wee bit of a head start, though I'm not really sure how much help that has been because I'm not really sure how much of that I remember. <laughs> You're such a glutton for punishment. Just take some Greek uh... and Hebrew early, just put a crap. <laughs> Very good. Um, Stephen, in deferring, you have uh, deferred into a uh, worldwide global pandemic yeah. and <laughs> lockdown. What's ministry um, like at, at the moment? Are you furloughed? Are you active in, in White Abbey? You know, is, is youth and children's ministry, what, what's happening? Well, I've decided to score the youth part of my youth and children's ministry business cards and change it to YouTube and children's ministry. Um, I've done uh, an awful lot of learning in the last maybe six weeks on how to produce, edit and upload YouTube videos for our Sunday services and for trying to do a wee bit of youth stuff. And we have a great team who are happy to film themselves at home to do some children's ministry stuff on YouTube. And uh, it's so I'm in one sense uh, as busy as ever. 
It's just an awful lot more screen time, and uh, I'm definitely coming out of this with square eyes. Mm. Any thoughts to September? I guess you're planning to start. Uh. Yeah, I mean, that could be anything at the minute. It could be online, at-home classes. Hopefully, maybe something will have let up and we'll be able to meet. It'll be strange starting a brand new year group and not necessarily being able to meet that year group. And, and I know for a lot of the current first years, I would know them from having gone through the interview process. So mm -hmm. a lot of that year group should hopefully be familiar with each other. I'll be coming in as the, the newbie. Yeah, yeah. We, we would normally have um, a residential or, you know, we, all, we have fond memories. Of, of, yeah. Does that still happen? Uh, so so yeah. perhaps even things like that might be, might, might be cut down. Okay, okay. Gareth, yeah. what's life, ministry and Lauren look like for you at the moment? Uh, so it's a bit strange for me. I'm being placed on furlough, so um, that means I'm not allowed to do any work. It means I can't do anything that I uh, did before. I can't um, even do it on a you know anything on a volunteer basis. So um, it's a bit strange doing that. It's sort of two feelings on it. You know, it's frustrating and difficult because on a personal level you want to to be doing what you've been training for and and on a, on a spiritual level as, as Craig said at the start you want to be in corporate worship with the people that that you're ministering to mm. um, but also enjoying the opportunity to do things that maybe I didn't have the time to do before so reading a bit more um, doing an online course stuff like that and spending time with with Jenna and, and Anna as well um, I mean Anna's been very spoiled that both of us are, are at home so we'll look forward to trying to hammer off to grandparents and her screaming as we walk away so <laughs> it is uh it is a difficult time we are grateful to the mm. uk government's uh furlough scheme i think one of the if not the most generous in the world allowing for 80 percent of salary and then pci uh, matching the other 20 percent. so we're grateful for that um but yes i i feel that uh i i hear what you're saying that you know yeah, we, we wanted to end and be back to back to normal. Uh, Sorry, it's very strange as well because you know with all these businesses and and other things that are getting it, there's sort of clear cut lines for what you do and what you can't do. But I find it's very hard to do that with church because lines are so blurred sometimes in the sense mm -hmm. that this is you know this is still the place where I worship. These are still the people that I worship beside. This is where my wife is a member. This is where my uh, child has been baptized into and. And you sort of then question anything you're doing, you know, are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to do this? And it's very difficult with those blurred lines to be as clear cut as, right, stop working, don't be involved with work at all, you know. It, it, easier for the, you know, you go into the shop, you know, nine to five and, and then you come home again and that's it. A, mm. a lot more complicated whenever in that church community. Uh, guys, how can we pray for you uh, at this time in both of your, your your situations? How can we pray for you? How can we pray for your family? How can we pray for the congregations that you, you serve and worship in? How can we pray uh, for the, the point that you're in at the minute um, in your ministry training? Gareth, you want to go first? Yeah, um, I suppose for, for us as a family, sort of a universal prayer for everyone, isn't it really, that, that we stay safe and we stay healthy? Mm. And our extended family, the same happens with them as well. Um, and, and that we continue to, to know God's presence in this. You know, he's been very evident for, for us throughout this and for, for many people, I'm sure, as well. Um, for the church, 
um, just pray that they would uh, continue to to grow in their faith. And, and I, I I sense a real desire for people to want to to get back to worshiping with each other. And that maybe for many churches is something that will change because we often take it for granted that that we're able just to go to church on a Sunday and get up and and do that. But um, this has really given a, a hunger to people and and hopefully people who have been tuning in as well to, to services and churches around the country that maybe wouldn't have before. Um, that, would, that difference would be made in their lives um, as well. And for me, um, I suppose that there wouldn't be too much frustration um, and just to, to make the best use of this time um, would be would be good to pray. Pray for me. Thanks. Cool. Will do. And same question to you, Stephen. How can we pray for you? Yeah, and the same same sort of things as Gareth is saying, but for family, for yeah, safety, it's it's difficult for especially for young kids to understand why they can't just go around and see grandparents or friends or family members or even go to church. Uh, and so, yeah, a wee bit of even that can stir up a bit of worry. I found so uh, for yeah for peace and calmness and faith really in those situations. Um, uh, doing youth work in White Abbey. There's a lot of anxiety over what the future holds from September, not just for me going into union, but for, for many ones going to GCSEs or A-levels or even university places. And they're just, they just don't know. And it's not possible for anybody to know. So there's just that realm of uncertainty. And I think having that, that peace that passes understanding is, is really what's required and trust in the Lord. And, and I think what we are finding as well, like, like Garth was saying, there's just there's a, such an appetite to be back together you know yeah. maybe something that we maybe wouldn't even have expected two months ago for people to to long to be at church uh and just that that would be used by the lord to to do something amazing with uh his people across this place mm. you know great listen uh we we, we commend um uh, to our, our listeners uh those prayers that you've you've uh you've listed for us there so listen we commit to praying for you over the next few while we pray for your families pray for uh your, your your churches as well guys thank you so much for for having a chat with us this morning this has been uh this has been great and um, one final thing before we go Stephen. uh it's it's a pleasure you've joined us this morning on on this podcast, but you are no uh, alien to podcasts at all. You have your <laughs> your own podcast. You want, you want to give us uh, thirty seconds on on that? Sure thing. Shameless I plug. Have, <laughs> shameless plug. Uh, returning the favor. Um, I have the Pilgrims podcast, a podcast where we pilgrimage our way through the allegorical classic by John Bunyan, The mm-hmm. Pilgrim's Progress, and that is a, a turn of phrase that I've gotten used to saying. Um, Just rolls off the tongue there, really, doesn't it? It's yeah, it's smooth like butter. Um, yeah, we're we're working our way through this uh, piece of Puritan allegory and uh, just reading chunks of it at a time and discussing it once a fortnight. You can find that everywhere at Pilgrim's Pod, something 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 slash Pilgrim's Pod. Cool. Very very helpful link. We'll we'll provide something more accurate. In our show notes <laughs> yeah. uh, so guys, uh, so so listeners, give uh, Stephen and the guys there a listen to Pilgrim's. Uh, podcast. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great listen. I've been working through it as well. Uh, the past few while, I had the pleasure of going on to an episode there uh, a couple of months ago as well. So good, good, good chat, Lenny. We're happy to happy to plug that for you. Uh, and our giveaway then this week is going to be uh, a copy of John Bunyan's The Pilgrim's Progress, and we're going to have it signed by the three 
podcasting giants that are the hosts of the Pilgrim's Pod. Uh, Stephen, you, you can sort that out for us, can't we? And then we can uh, we can get that out to our sure. uh, our winning listener. If you want to, to win that, which undoubtedly will be worth hundreds of thousands of pounds in years to come, um, if you could like and retweet our show's release tweet on Twitter, uh, you can find and follow us at PCICast on Twitter. You can find uh, Ben Preston at Ben S. Preston, is that right, Ben? Off the ben top S. of my mind. Oh, yep. Very good. Uh, you can follow Gareth Keaveney at G. Keaveney, and you can follow Stephen uh, at Stephen Cairns Jr. That's J.R. So we'll provide a link to all those uh, there in our show notes. Uh, folks, thank you very much for listening this morning. Uh, Gareth, Stephen, good to hear from you. Ben, good to see you're still alive and breathing and working and all the rest. Uh, and folks, thanks for tuning in and listening, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to PCICast. Join us again next time for another conversation about life and faith in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on Twitter using at PCICast. See you next time. Though I, I did appreciate, Gareth, you, you, sent me a, you sent me a little text uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had managed to link through to some um, African uh, raging Pentecostal service on YouTube Live instead of my own service. And Gareth, you <laughs> sent me a tweet. Uh, to say, Not sure that's Craigie Hill Presbyterian. So thank you, Gareth. No problem. I, I did think it had changed a lot. <laughs> Campbell looking a bit different than he usually does. <laughs>